Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. News headlines, entertainment, sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday morning news. In his State of the Union address on Tuesday, President Biden touted the economic progress and legislative achievements made under his time as president so far, repeatedly saying, let's finish the job. Here are a few of his comments on China. If China threatens our sovereignty, we will act to protect our country. And we did. And those who bet against America are learning how wrong they are. It's never, ever been a good bet to bet against America. Never. Now, Biden covered many of the key issues impacting Americans calling on lawmakers to pass policing reform and immigration legislation, codify abortion rights and cap the price of insulin for all at about $35 a month. He also commented on policing reform, saying what happened to Tyree Nichols in Memphis happens too often and we have to do better. Tyree's mother and stepfather were in the chamber as special guests. Now, as expected, Biden's speech was met by jeers from Republicans, including Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she screamed out liar in the middle of his speech. Biden, the oldest president in U.S. history at 80 years old, has said it is his intention to run again in the 2024 presidential election. He's expected to make an official announcement in the near future. We'll have more highlights from the State of the Union address, along with other headlines throughout the show today. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. And there it is! LeBron stands alone! The NBA's all-time scoring record now belongs to LeBron James. Yeah, baby. LeBron is officially the king now. NBA's all-time scoring leader passing the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Man, three... 38,387 points. Once appeared to be an unbreakable record. Record still for nearly 40 years. And, of course, he was emotional. Uh, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, you guys are one of a kind. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my Man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. Man, he needed 36 nice. points to finish, and he finished up with 38 on the night, man. A lot of celebrities was in the house. He brought his mom out, his daughters, both of his sons, his wife, Savannah. Man, it was it was an amazing moment, man. They, they ended up losing the game, but it was all about LeBron James last night, so... That the unbreakable record was broken. Congratulations to LeBron James. Now here's the question, Rick: Is he the goat? I mean, he don't have six rings like Jordan, but is he the goat? 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what. That's I mean, a good what argument. Else do we got to do. That's a great That's a good argument. argument. Yeah, come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to get six rings if you don't have no help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you got to do. But if you're the leading scorer, that makes the argument like like a real argument now. It wasn't before, but it is now. It's very legit now. So, uh, you know, we're gonna continue to talk about it, man. But that was that was a big deal right there. Gary, what's the team? What's up there, Big Pepper? All right, y'all. People are still talking about a former Real Housewives of Potomac star, y'all, who is now working a minimum wage job, y'all. Now, Katie Rose, y'all, she's now earning $14,000 an hour, y'all, at an organic market in Cabin John, Maryland. Now, she posted on her Instagram page, you know, and shared a survey that, Jesus Christ, I started working like a real job, she told her 4,000 followers in the caption. She said, I just got off of an eight-hour shift working minimum wage, and she said, she, you know, she was excited about it. Now, they're saying that she was a former cast member on Real Housewives of Potomac for season one in 2016. They said she said she really feels like a real person instead of a reality star, y'all, which is a good thing. But they're saying, y'all, that the Bravo Liberty, she completed a 30-day program in October to kick alcohol and Adderall, honey, in a medical setting. She told her fans at that time. Now, Katie followed, followed her on Real Housewives of Potomac Days and, you know, been quick to share their encouragement over her new job. So they're congratulating her, you know, which, isn't it, that's, you went from this to this. Mm. You know, that's, 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 it's, it's interesting. I mean, but it's good. Right. You know, that she's doing what she needs to do now. You know, she's getting over her habit and her addiction and what have you. So I guess kudos out to her. And she said she gained 20 pounds. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, kudos out to her, to Katie, honey. Hopefully they bring her back on the show one day. And, you know, she can fight like the rest of them. <laughs> All right. The Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today, y'all, it's burden. On the high end, you say burden. And on the low, you say beautiful, grassy green. That's your Kahlua for today. Brad, what you got coming up in the hot spot? Coming up next in the hot spot, somebody's getting released. And wait till I tell you who it is up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. The hot spot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot, yeah. That's hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the Viara 18. Time for the hot spot. What up, Brad? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Pretty Ricky, y'all. Member Baby Blue has been released from prison after serving one year for a $24 million PPP loan scam. I might have went to jail for a year myself for uh, $24 million. Uh, Pleasure be documented the moment uh, that Blue got out of prison. He captioned the video IG, uh, Baby Blue officially outside. We all we all we got, he said. He said, let's get the hell out of here. We ain't never coming back to this hole. According to reports, Baby Blue turned himself into the authorities on February 1st, 2022. But the question is, do he have to pay that money back? Um, Some of it. Some of it. What, restitution? Yeah, some type of restitution. They ain't going to get all of it. They're not going to get all of it. For them, they're going to get $24 million. I ain't trying to encourage that kind of behavior. (laughs) Can you you say worth it? Uh, You wasn't doing nothing else for a year? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Probably got in good shape. Uh, (laughs) Make you think about it. What'd you say? Uh, Meanwhile, y'all, multiple sources... Uh, have told Page Six that Rihanna is getting ready to go on tour following her Super Bowl halftime performance. Uh, one of the insides told the outlet there has been a lot of talk among people in the know, especially in the last week or two, that Rihanna is gearing up to announce a tour. It seems to be more than just hearsay at this point. Her plans are reportedly to secretly uh, have her own team members... Ke- ke- 
Well, they said she kept her own team members in the dark, so she ain't telling them anything either. So I wonder who's doing the talking if her team members ain't telling. How do you, how do these other people know? Also, side note, Madam Two Souls announced that Tuesday uh, that Rihanna is receiving a new wax figure honoring her 2018 Met Gala Ensemble at the New York Museum. It will be unveiled later today. She will also be honored with a Super Bowl-themed uh, figure at Madam Two Souls in Orlando later this year. Congratulations, Rihanna. All right, y'all, Michael Jackson, the estate is in the process of selling half of its interest in the legendary singer's music catalog in a deal in the $800 million, $900 million range. Uh, According to Variety, Jackson's label, Sony, and a possible financial partner are looking to acquire 50% of the state's interest in his publishing, recorded music revenues, a Broadway show, and upcoming Michael biopic, among other assets. Now, sources told TMZ that the estate will sell, will never sell Jackson's catalog outright, but they would entertain a 50-50 split with the estate uh, retaining complete control of the asset. Now, if the deal goes through, it will mark the biggest catalog deal to date. And last but not least, a new musical featuring the music and lyrics by Alicia Keys is in development at New York's Off-Broadway Public Theater. Deadline reports that the production, Hell's Kitchen, will focus on the R&B singer-songwriter's young life. So according to the synopsis, uh, the new musical tells the story of... Uh, tell the story of her, a young girl growing up in New York's Hell's Kitchen in the 1990s. So that is going to be interesting. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, we got Rock T's HBC. You know who we repping today, Rock T? Man, we going to holler at Tuskegee up in the Uh-oh. building. Hey. HBC, you know. Coming you up know. next on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Now you know. Hey, no. Hey, no. And if you don't know, now you know. HBC, you know. Oh, yeah, baby, y'all know what time it is, player. Ha-ha! And playettes out there. Don't let me forget about the ladies. It's that HBC, you know time. Guess what, man? We got to always highlight. We got to always showcase. And we got to always let the world know about our heroes and sheroes that attended or currently attend our phenomenal, historically black colleges and universities. I got three names for you. Count them if you ain't got nothing to do. Dr. De'Ara Blue. Dr. Michael Levine. Dr. Aubrey Ross. All graduates of Tuskegee University. That's right. Home of the Golden Tigers. The Crimson and Gold. Let me tell you something, man. We better take this to a whole other level. After these three gentlemen graduated the phenomenal Tuskegee University, they all got together, put together a game plan, and moved to Houston, Texas, and opened up their own veterinary practice. It's called Sci-Fair Animal Hospital. Oh, yeah. I ain't done. Recently, they just opened up a second location. <laughs> Stand up. Be proud for our HBCUs. So not only are they so busy with their daily business affairs, let me tell you what these gentlemen do. They take the time out to go back and visit the current students at Tuskegee's vet program to inspire and let them know that they can all become successful black veterinarians just like they are. Oh, and by the way, they all reality TV stars. That's right, they have their own reality TV show called The Vet Life on Animal Planet. If you didn't know, now you know. If you want me to highlight your favorite HBCU, hit me up on my social media platforms at Rock T Holler. Let's get it. HBCU, you know. 
Hey, that's good stuff right there, Rock. Uh, that uh, Tuskegee does has one of the best vet programs in the country. I went there my freshman year, man, and saw a lot of y'all. Remember D. Rod Sister from West Hamden? Yes, sir. She's uh, she's a veterinarian and uh, gra- also graduated from Tuskegee. Damn, Damn. That's oh. yeah. Uh, uh, Lionel Richie graduated from Tuskegee Alpha Phi Alpha. Keenan, Keenan Ivy Wyans graduated uh, from Tuskegee, member of Alpha Phi Alpha. Uh, so uh, yeah, man. Uh, and Tom Joyner is also from. Tuskegee and Alvin Jackson from Tuskegee Cowboy yes, Side. Call him Tuskegee Jack. That was my first boss at the shoe store. Good morning, Ricky. You, you you remember the movie Office Space, where the characters attempt to create a virus that will steal fractions of pennies from the accounting system, hoping that will add up in the long run. Absolutely. All right. Well, the scheme got botched in the movie, and yet a criminal thought it would be a great inspiration for a real life theft. A 28-year-old software engineer in Seattle was arrested after being caught skimming money from his uh, his employer, uh, Zulili.com. He manipulated the code so the checkout page would send shipping fees to his personal account, and he got around $260,000 before he was caught, plus about $41,000 in merchandise. That's about the same as the $300,000 that was stolen in the movie. Now, the man told detectives the plan was inspired by The Office Space. Isn't that nice? You can blame a movie for your crime. It's one of the funniest movies of all Hilarious. time. Hilarious. One of the really? funniest movies of all time. If you've never seen it, Look at uh, watch Office Space, hilarious, it's a classic. It's a classic, and he probably gonna get off. Yeah, because uh, uh, black folks ain't doing ain't, ain't doing nothing. Oh, he nothing. wasn't black. No, I'm just I'm just saying, yeah, because black folks don't ain't no, ain't, ain't been like doing nothing like that. No, because if he was black, how how? No, no, we just steal out the break room, out the, uh, <laughs> out the supply cabinet. Right, we don't stick. <laughs> we don't go through all them all them things. What, 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 what name some of the stuff? Room. Some of the stuff that black folks see because white people white. He's real much, technical what, with what, it. What was know? the amount? What was the amount? Uh, $260,000 before he got caught. Right. Now, now yeah. what black people still? Man, uh, brothers be stealing condiments out of the uh, break room. <laughs> if you leave it's stuff out of the refrigerator, ketchup, jelly, <laughs> the honey, honey packets. Yeah. Have all them uh, coffee creamers hazelnut. at home. <laughs> got all them coffee creamers. You ain't even got no all coffee. All everybody got, got hazelnut. <laughs> hazelnut, French vanilla. What? Hazelnut and French vanilla. Oh, all that you Ain't got no coffee, the maker. Lo, the little boxes with the coffee, mate. Oh, under, we grab a handful every day mm-hmm. until we stack it up. Try, and then well, we can flex at the little coffee, at the curry coffee machine at home. Stealing paper out of the copy machine. No, you ain't got no copy at home. What's the whole A whole pack of the copy paper at the house. Right. And, and they stole how much? White people steal how much? $260,000. And then what, what, what were we stealing cake? Yeah, I was at about... About sixty bucks, eighty dollars maybe. And we got fired. Eighty dollars, I got fired. We got fired and went to jail. Ain't got a case. (laughs) My lord, he's still a case. Stealing the K cups and they got no K cup machine mm. at home. Mm. Well, we stealing what? The little K cup, coffee K cups. Yeah, yeah they got the K cup machine. Ah. <laughs> they boiling the cups in hot water on the stove. Oh. Why they got how much for real? Two hundred and sixty thousand. And what we got? Eighty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> more Ricky Smiley, more in the show coming up. Another. Black History Spotlight. June 18, 1967, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, though as an inner city resident, there was no insurance to cover it, 13-year-old Marcus Whitehead 
Jr. was able to undergo corrective eye surgery after becoming the first black child to prove his mother right after she caught him teasing a cockeyed neighbor and she was over her telling him, keep crossing your eyes like that and they're going to get stuck. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> Today we salute 13-year-old Marcus Whitehead Jr. <laughs> in this Black History moment. And what is Keep it? crossing your eyes like that <laughs> and they're going to get stuck. <laughs> and they actually did. So he the first. He the first one. He the first cockeyed. <laughs> Keep crossing your eyes like that. You're going to be cockeyed. <laughs> he the first one. He the first one. First. <laughs> Thought your mama was just talking. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> Keep on. Keep teasing, folks. Your eyes going to get stuck like that, man. <laughs> stuck for a few months, and then a generous eye surgeon stepped up. Ooh. All right, y'all, don't write up here with them complaints. <laughs> don't write up here because it's funny. <laughs> Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Wendy Williams, honey, her ex-husband, the wonderful Kevin Hunter, y'all, we all know he filed a lawsuit demanding y'all that Wendy resume, honey, paying alimony despite her being unemployed. Well, they're saying the judge just ruled in Wendy's favor. According to the Sun, they're saying Wendy Williams' divorce judge has shut down her ex, Kevin Hunter, demands, honey, for the host to continue um, making alimony payments. Now, according to the court documents exclusively obtained by the um, U.S. Sun, they're saying that the judge claimed that Wendy's financial guardian will not, honey, have to resume cutting his alimony checks. What? Now, the yep, they said the judge judge found that Kevin's request was not emergent and ordered his application to be dismissed without prejudice. And the judge also decided uh, that uh, de also denied at least Kevin's request for um, attorney fees to be paid by Wendy as well, y'all. Now, this is interesting because if this was in the divorce decree, they like she would have to pay, but the judge said, uh-uh, she ain't working no more. Huh. So they said he ain't got to pay. And the judge also to them, uh, he said, my car note, my mortgage, all my bills are due. The judge said, that's not an emergency. And that's not her problem. Right. Yeah, but, isn't it, but, but it looked like to me if it was documented, you should have to pay it, though. But, I mean, I'm glad mean she don't got, pay. he got the judgment. So you think the yeah, judgment yeah. should stand even if she's not working. Yeah, I would think. But unless she had that in the judgment saying that, you know, if she's not working, she doesn't have to pay, which I think that's really what it was. That's fair. Yeah. Because if she's not working, why should she have to pay? And yeah, he a man. Well, yeah, but if you put that, though, if that's in writing, it'll look like you should have to pay, but... Yeah, it can be amended. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's, yeah that's a new one there. All right. <laughs> I never use that in a you sentence. You use those words, honey, baby. Uh, uh, this, um, they can um, drop an addendum. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right, come on now. Yes, All right, baby. Not in read the dictionaries, but yeah. But it's, it's very interesting also. All but these attorneys up in here. Nah, but she ain't got to pay nothing um, as of right now, but they, they do have to go to court issues. eventually, but she have to pay so. So congratulations to Wendy, y'all. Yeah, I'm happy for her because I'm, I'm tired of these men wanting to take all the women money. Right. That they work hard for. That's right. 
and, and they, they gave them a job and let them manage them and be a yep. part of their career. Yep. And then when they break up, the men want to take all the money and take not want to work no more. And start a new family with yeah, somebody else. Yeah, start a new family. Yeah. And That's take care I mean. of her with the money that the Wendy worked so hard for. Nah. And, 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 and I'm a man, and I totally agree with you. You are absolutely yeah. correct. It's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And they say Sharina ain't going to be around long. Neither, honey, honey, she ain't got no money coming Suckers, jive turkeys. Yeah, all of those. God darn. Yeah, all of that. But anyway, so congratulations, honey. We'll see how this all turn out. Now, in other celebrity news, they're saying the no sisters are fighting. Uh-uh. They say Beyonce and Solange, allegedly, they say they, they may not be talking right Why, now. Why, Gary? Because that's what people try to find out. Beyonce did not thank I Solange. I knew you was going to say she that. She thanked her mama, her dad, and them cheering. She did not thank Solange. They say Solange has not put out a tweet yet. Congratulates um, Beyonce on her album Renaissance. They say it's a lot going on, and people wonder what's really happening, you know, with them. So, because they, they close. How did I know as soon as I said, yeah, that happened. her make family. her announcement that you was going to say that? Yeah, but she, she didn't uh, mention Solange. She she didn't mention Solange. Solange didn't even send a tweet out. You know, she would have thanked her. So well, they she didn't Solange mention was... Michelle and Kelly either. Right. That's not her sisters. We talking about her immediate family. Her family sister. go through stuff like that. Sisters and brothers close, especially. She real close to Kelly. Yeah, but she should have at least um, fudged it, honey. You don't put that out there because people look at every little thing you do. And, honey, and she didn't do and it's, it's just not a good look, honey. That's, a, that's a good point, too. You know, yeah. so, you know. But she, did she thank Solange in her previous she speeches? She didn't do none of them, no. I'm talking about for the other 31 Grammys before the 30 Ain't nobody talking about that, Marie. We're talking about this one. Yeah, but I'm saying, but I'm talking about a pattern. A pattern, though. Yeah, but no, honey, uh-uh. You need to thank for today, baby. We're talking about tomorrow. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, we're talking about today. but if she didn't thank her on the previous ones, why would she thank her for this last one? Well, she may have thanked her on the previous ones because we didn't talk about well, it. Well, so we now need we, to do some research on that. Because, because they, they looked at her IG. They looked at Solange's IG. She ain't had nothing about Beyonce and <laughs> her IG. But you know she honey. earthy. She probably meditating, smoking some good ganja somewhere. Yeah. She don't really be into that. <laughs> yeah, but Beyonce <laughs> yeah. is clean and wholesome. She should thank her post sister, honey. She should have thanked her, Why honey. she got to be her post sister? Because Solange is going through right now. Uh, you know, Gary, Solange yeah. might be on a beach somewhere chilling with her son, enjoying life yeah, with her own still, family. She, she should be with Beyonce. Beyonce should be with her. <laughs> but anyway, child, that, that's not a good look. Mm. And I don't like that. And I feel bad for Solange because really bothers me. Y'all can sit here and say this to the cows come home. This is what bothers me. It's Solange and Beyonce. I don't like it every time you look up Miss Tina's with Beyonce. What about Solange? She probably do be with Solange, but the uh, press only want to catch Beyonce. She probably be with Solange. She probably more, be with Solange most of the time more, because I Beyonce always, is busy. Right, yeah. and I always see Solange's son, uh, Jules, with yeah. their grandmama. So she probably. Well, do they be need there. to talk about Solange, then, honey. I don't like that. They don't say nothing about her. She honey. seems more private. Like you know, she earthy. She, she she's is. not like you know out there like Beyonce. Yeah, but I just feel that they just depriving her. I feel she's sad and depressed, honey. Right now, no, she's doing good. She's doing good. Yeah, well, remember they recognize her for do what she do. She got like that Black Symphony thing. She was like the first black woman to do that. Yeah, yeah, and we didn't hear nothing about that. I didn't hear to say nothing about that. I don't know if the Black Symphony was was something big. Yeah, yeah, we gonna pray. We gonna pray. We gonna pray. Yeah, because honey, it don't make no sense. Beyonce should have put that girl on her ass. Man, give us a Kahlua. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) Kahlua today, honey, is one of my favorite Kahlua. My Kahlua today, y'all, is burning. (laughs) On the high end, you say burning, and on the low end, you say beautiful grassy green. That's your color for today. Man, is y'all giving up a Gary with a T?
like to be a Florida, I would like to wake up Ronald, Tyler, Makayla, and Rod. All fam, you Rattlers. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey, this is Nikki and Kobe from Charlotte. We want to say wake up, wake up, wake up to the Barnett Bears. This is Marquita Malone from Toledo, Ohio. Want to wake up my family. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning. This is Jaquetta calling from Charleston, South Carolina. I love you, Ricky Smiley. You do not give yourself the credit you deserve. Your humility, your strength, I admire. Have a great day. I love you guys. Wake I up, love wake you. up, wake up. We gonna let them know. Our favorite grandmama, Miss Bernie's Jinkies. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Jenny. Yeah. Just another day that the Lord has kept me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Hear thy church announcements. Govern yourself. Accordingly. The church security says it's a midget robbing crew <laughs> that's been snatching pocketbooks in the church parking lots at the Bible study and choir rehearsal. So oh, until the, Lord. So until the police or animal control catch them, all women need to hold their pocketbooks up over your head. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your pocketbook up over your head walking across the parking lot because the little people been hiding in the hedges and they run out real fast and they grab it and they be, they, they be gone. But until the, until the dog catchers and the police get together to catch them. Catch them in them little nets when they get Uh-uh, Congratulations to Sister Tasha White and her fiance Tito. You know him, damn Janie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she stuck with him after he got hit by a bus last October. And she said she feel good marrying him because he did get a big settlement. But he also confined to a wheelchair now. And she know that he won't be running around on her. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> hit by that that bus keeper that'll keep him in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now the homegoing celebration next week for Deacon Charles Green. You know him. Yeah. yeah. He was only sixty-seven and had almost almost choked to death on a chicken bone last June. Oh Lord. And he got stabbed in July. And he fell off a roller coaster in August. <laughs> then he got pushed off a third-story hotel balcony in September. Oh, Lord. Then he got attacked by a pit bull on Thanksgiving. <laughs> then he was... <laughs> he was struck by lightning on Christmas Day. Oh, <laughs> And had a car battery explode in his face on New Year's Eve. Oh. 
But then none of that kill him. What killed him? His wife said he died peacefully in his sleep Monday night of natural cause. That concludes our journey now. The journey I'll call you tomorrow. Gonna be singing for us. I don't see nothing wrong with living for Jesus. Take it away, Johnny. Jesus Christ. Special guy, that's your shout of church, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know I don't see nothing wrong with living for Jesus Christ, saints. I don't see nothing wrong. Song that song at church with his shirt off. Okay. <laughs> Girl, yeah. you, hey, Brad, you ain't feeling that one. No. <laughs> he might have wrote the song before the problems. Oh, Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. All right, we're on the morning show. Gary has the T and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. It's being reported, y'all, that married singer Neo's pregnant wife, pregnant Lee side chick, y'all, explained, y'all, that she said, quote, I took a load, which was meant for his wife. Now, they're saying the R&B singer Neo's um, <laughs> wife, Crystal, honey, filed to divorce him. Earlier this year, after the singer allegedly got his side chick pregnant, now they're saying that the chi- side chick is definitely speaking out, and what she has to say, y'all, they're saying, is getting people very worked up. Now, according to the side chick, y'all, a beautiful IG model named Sade or Sadie, whichever one it was, they say she took a load that Neo meant for his wife. That sounds about right, they're saying. Now, they're saying, y'all, Sade wrote a philosophical essay on IG where she described why she decided to get pregnant by a married man. Now, they're saying, Sade wrote, coming to terms with the delicate circumstances when I felt like, honey, I couldn't just take another load, especially at the expense of another person's happiness. And there's more, she explained, y'all. She said it wasn't easy, and it was definitely not easy decision, but she said she had to choose her. Then she discussed, honey, her soon-to-be child saying, patiently awaiting you, ready for this journey, ready for the lessons and the blessings. I can't wait to meet you, my buttercup. And they said when Shawty initially posted this on IG, the comments were flooded with people calling her all kind of home records, and they're saying she eventually shut off the comments. No. <laughs> I think that was an unfortunate choice of words. Yeah. She took uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, the words she used. Yeah, that could be taken a couple of what ways. What specific load is she talking about? The load of of what? I guess the stress. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> she wrote that whole little poetic thing about uh, patiently awaiting you. She yeah. want to check. Yeah, Just I get mean, to it. You want to check? And, and, and I'm just saying that um, this, that Neil gonna be uh, have money forever. These women be having these babies for these men, honey. As if they're gonna be rich forever, honey. Ain't nothing forever, honey. Because especially well, he wrote a lot of songs, and he's probably gonna be paid for a long time for the. The, the hit records that he wrote that did, he didn't perform. Yeah, so did he write along for other people? I mean, oh, Brad, yeah. Is he yes. a big song? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, so he's like um, Babyface. Yeah, he mm-hmm. writes for a lot of people. Oh, well, he could have all them babies then, I guess, honey, and they're going to grow up to know they did as a they songwriter. They get some of the royalties. Oh, okay. Well, good for them. Well, well bless her soul, Sade, honey, her new baby. <laughs> <laughs> they got your nerves. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just going to just move on because, honey, I love Marietta, so I ain't going to even entertain I do, too. I love Monietta. She's Uh awesome. So, honey, so the hell with him. All right, moving on. Another celebrity news, y'all. They're saying that R&B singer-songwriter, oh, my God, Life Jennings, y'all. They say he lost. Hold on, Mike, I'm close. Say what? They say R&B singer Life Jennings, they say he lost, honey, $120,000 after robbers, y'all, smashed his car window. They're saying, y'all, that Life told his fans that he was in Oakland um, for a sold-out show when um, his backpack, y'all, was taken from his car containing his jewelry, his laptop, his passport, and his credit card. Now they're saying interested in y'all they're saying that he got um you know um happy things about the look of the robbers on his faces when they opened up his um jewelry um box. So I wonder what he had in the jewelry box. But why y'all be keeping all that stuff in y'all cars? I don't understand. That's, I don't, that's why me and Brent looked at each other like like who need a backpack in the car? Right. In Oakland. With that in it. Yeah, I mean Where was he at the Paramount Brad, you ever did the Paramount Theater? Uh-huh, yeah. He probably was at the Paramount. He performing. left it on the front seat. I mean Everything. he left it visible. Yeah, but I mean, You maybe, don't need no backpack mm-hmm. in the back of a car. Period. You, as a matter of fact, I, let me tell you walk with me on this one, Brad. As a matter of fact, you take your backpack on stage with you and leave it on the side of the That's stage. Right. You in put front it behind of the, the DJ, DJ booth. booth. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Are you laying right there on the table by the DJ booth? So you see it. So you can see it when you doing your, your jokes right. and your rap. That's right. And then when you say thank you, good night, you grab, you grab your, your backpack. backpack and get the hell on. And then and then your your licensed uh, uh, uniformed police officer follow you to your car and That's put right. you back on the highway. I use a police officer now. That's I, right. Or I handed it to a police officer. I got a police officer yeah. in uniform. And every, I'm not playing. Yeah. I'm not playing. I'm finna die. I can't die. I got, I'm, I'm booked. Okay. <laughs> I'll get it on a t-shirt. You can't die. I'm booked. I'm booked. <laughs> I know someone who filed a home insurance policy for something that was stolen out of their car, and they got the money for it. It was a laptop in their really? car, and they filed a claim with their homeowner's insurance. Right. And the, and the insurance company You can company because paid that, that that um backpack. I mean that um iPad supposed to be in the house. It could be in the house, so you can't file on your home. Yeah, so. Take one necklace. If you got one show, take one necklace. Yeah. Or whatever necklace you're going to wear, wear it. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to be, you got to consolidate. You got to be very, 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 you, you know, you can't take all that stuff with yeah. you, man. Why y'all got your passport? Well, maybe he was traveling. No, you don't need no. Take no you don't take your passport. Just take your driver's license and you get clear. Yeah. You, know, you use your fingerprint, for real, if, yeah. if you're traveling, man. You just got to be real Try to keep most of your stuff. Oh, absolutely. They know you're doing the show. They know you're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah, they watch you when you pull up, when you leave, wherever you're sitting at. They watch you. And we ain't even doing cash. Them. I'm getting all my money before I even yeah. get on a plane. Every dime is in bank that bank account. account. I did right. a show. They stole my chain and he gave it back to me. He said, oh, 
Yeah. He looked at it real good. He said, no. Yeah, them little, them he little said, green, he green said, brown mall ne- kiosk yeah. necklaces you be having on. He said, I'm good, man. Don't worry. Yeah. He didn't have to look at it. All he had to do is put it in his hand and weigh it and see it had no weight to it. And right. that was sitting that back, child. Right. <laughs> that bless your spirit. That don't even turn your neck green no more. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, he's shining too bright. <laughs> they know that ain't diamonds. But anyway, the color of the day is one of my favorite colors. My color of the day is burden. On the high end, you say burden. And on the low end, you say beautiful, grassy green. That's your color. Hey, Brett, we today. done gave away our secret. Now somebody going to be yeah. hiding up under. Robert's going to hide up under the DJ booth table. I'm going to get hire a little person to stand yeah, up under that. <laughs> yeah, they're going to sit and have a little person be, be juicy and all, all her little friends. and They're going to be up under the table. As soon as we put that backpack down, they're going to take it. They're going to try to run. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Troops collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. And let me tell you, these episodes speak to the black experience. Recently, I was able to check out an episode called The Woman Behind the Montgomery Bus Boycott. Now, you know I'm from Birmingham, Alabama, so I'm always intrigued with historical events that have happened in my state. As I listened to this podcast and the voices, I felt the pain that these women went through as they told their stories. Lightweight made me angry, but it's history and these women lived it for us. One thing that I really enjoyed is that the episodes are not too long and they give you just what you need. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Health, happiness, and hope. It's Wellness Wednesday on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I Dr. Collie, every uh, Wednesday on the Rick's Bottom Morning Show's Wellness Wednesday, Dr. MJ Collie is back with an update from the medical community, and he's going to also be answering some uh, general questions. I know you got a lot of stuff for us this morning, though. Absolutely, Ricky Smiley. Thank you so much for the opportunity to bring healthcare information to the listeners of the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Good morning to all the RSMS Cash Rock T. DeBrat. Gary with the T, Special K, and Maria Moore. What up? All right, let's do it. So, uh, Ricky, there are a couple of things. This is still, we're still in the first quarter of this year. You know, a lot of people made resolutions to get into good health. And Maria was talking uh, on one of her segments about uh, the benefits of walking, and this was just confirmed in another study that came out. This is what Dr. Kaya told you 20 years ago, but now they are still uh, advertising and, and promoting walking as the great exercise. And the individuals who walk uh, from two to four miles per day, 
were found to be 40 to 50 percent less likely to suffer from a heart attack or a stroke than those who walk just a mile. So, uh, again, the benefits of walking are clearly demonstrated. This multi-city study that had over 20,000 people in it, and uh, ranging from ages 18 until over 60. Okay, they, they did note, Ricky, that there was no additional benefit from a higher intensity or higher pace. And this is what we talked about, the benefits of walking versus running. No additional benefit from running, but high possibility of injury to your knees, ankles, and hips. So, uh, again, get out there and walk. You don't have to join the gym. You don't have to do anything uh, more spectacular than that to get into a decent shape. But also, okay, you're going to weightlifting. study that came out on Monday noted that individuals normally would do uh, 10 to 15 reps and do a series of three. Uh, what we found out is there's no additional benefit from beyond one set of 10 to 15 reps. And so you get that great benefit, and what they're recommending is that you do more muscle groups, again, sets of 10 to 15, and then just one set, go around all the muscle groups that you need to do, and you'll get much better benefit than trying to do uh, you know, two or three sets uh, of multiple reps. And so, again, lighter weights, n- not heavy lifting. This is not the time in life to try to uh, show that you can lift out, outlift your uh, 18-year-old son. The only thing that happens with that is torn rotator cuffs and injuries to your shoulders, neck, and back. Uh, use appropriate technique. Get someone who knows what they're doing to show you how to use uh, the special apparatuses that they might have in the gym so that you're using your and your technique is appropriate. Okay, Ricky. All right. All right, Rick Smiley Motor Show. Let's go to the phone. You're on with Dr. Collier. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Collier. I was recently diagnosed by my primary for a sciatic nerve, and he gave me a round of medicine, something like a Z-Pack, and said after that was over, it would be okay, but it didn't do the trick. Now he says the only option I have is physical therapy. Is that true? Uh, yeah, sciatic is when you get injury to the sciatic nerve. It's, the pain starts in the lower back and goes down, the po- usually the posterior aspect of one leg or the other. Uh, it can go down to the mid-thigh. It can go down to the knee. It can go all the way down to your feet and toes. Uh, and the sensation could be pain. It could be pins and needles. It could be burning. It could be numbness. It could be a plethora of all of those symptoms. And so now you have injury to your back and your sciatic nerve. Number one reason most men have sciatic nerve injuries are wearing a big, fat wallet in their back pocket. It sits right on the sciatic nerve. And so who's take your wallet out of your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> who's, still, who's still out here doing that? All oh, them people. old dudes who iron their jeans. They need to stop. With and a just creep. get you a sleek wallet with your two credit they cards. They keep putting stuff in it, though. They keep adding All them receipts. receipts. <laughs> Bus pass. Those sleek, sleek wallets. Condom. They, they pack so much in there, they become a rock. That's worse than a full-size wallet that has a few Man. things in it. So just wear your, wallet, your, your wallet in your front pocket or your jacket right. pocket if you wear the jacket. Let's go to the next call. You're on with Dr. Collier. Good morning. Dr. Collier, I have an issue with thyroids. I have nodules that are growing on my thyroid. Yearly, for the last uh, eight or nine years, I get them checked. I get them ultrasound. I've even had a biopsy that shows that they're not cancerous. I am thinking about having that thyroid removed, and I want to know, is it uh, good for me to have it removed? Uh, not if you have normal thyroid function. Uh, again, uh, if you have it removed, you're going to have to and be dependent upon thyroid replacement for the duration of your life. And there's a range of normal for thyroid hormone therapy. And let's give that range a number of 1 to 10. And a lot of doctors, once they get you at 1 or 2, they'll stop and won't increase your dosing. And you really need to be about 8 or 9 uh, on the higher side of normal to optimize your metabolic function. Your thyroid is basically your master gland. It controls your metabolism, uh, your body heat, your 
your body weight, a variety of different things. So if the, as long as your thyroid function are normal, then I would not worry about having nodules removed, as you see they are benign. Now, if they are a cosmetic issue, in other words, your neck is starting to appear lumpy, then you can have a portion of the thyroid removed, but not the entire thyroid. So that would be my recommendation. And there's a new technique where they remove the thyroid by uh, accessing it under your arm in the axillary area, so you don't get that scar around your neck that looks like a necklace. Uh, that can keloid in some people, and really uh, a lot of women don't like that. So uh, you can get that technique done. Now it's become the standard ops in most uh, doctor's offices, but you got to go to a doctor that knows how to do it that way. All right, y'all, Dr. Collier, good morning. Dr. Collier, I had a sling surgery, and the doctor say I'm in a healing process, but it has a pulsy smell odor. How do I get rid of that? Okay, if it's a pussy smell odor, then that means there's infection, and that needs to be treated with some antibiotics and aggressive therapy. So um, follow up with the doctor that did the surgery. Let them know that you need wound care because that can, if, if you're smelling it, that means infection is strong enough that it could ultimately result in total body infection or sepsis. So you want to make sure that that's being dealt with. All right, uh, Dr. Conley, uh, let everybody know uh, when will you be doing, and I need everybody to go on Dr. Collier's, uh Facebook Live and you can ask questions. He's giving you a lot of medical inf- yes. information. And, 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 and er- a lot of people dying because they're not paying attention to small medical details. Mm-hmm. And a lot of deaths and different things that end up putting you in a hospital can be avoided. Yep. And I learned a lot of stuff from Dr. M. Collier, And you're giving out free information that we don't normally get. Uh, on your Facebook Live, Dr. Collier. Let us know when you're going back live so everybody okay. can watch. Thank you so much, Ricky Smiley. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time today. Go to Ask ASK Dr. MJ, and we will be answering your health care questions. These are the opinions of Dr. MJ Collier, not those of Ricky Smiley. The Ricky Smiley Morning Show cast or its production crew. Stick, stay, don't you dare go away. You moving and grooving with Dr. MJ. There <laughs> 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 Well, man, you kept that cuss word on there. All right, it's time for Ricky's Quickies, Quickies, Quickies. This church boy, Trav, and I bet Ricky Smiley's feet smell like spark killing juice. Quickies. <laughs> uh, good morning, Ricky. Uh, this is Jerry Jones. And uh, even though the Cowboys lost, uh, one thing's for sure, two things for certain, these nuts. Quickies. <laughs> this is from Dallas. I got one question. Where the heck is Herschel Walker? Quickies. My name is Dale. But I play Ricky Smiley. Quickies. <laughs> Just want to say we love you, Ricky. Quickies. It's peanut butter jelly time. Quickies. Three of the hardest things for people to say. I'm sorry. I need help. And wish is shire sauce. Wish is wish, 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 sauce. Quickies. Ricky, you got to stop the cues from coming in the gym with all that bag of oil on. They already big and muscly. I need all that oil on. Quickies. Good morning. This is Brown Tony. I'm in a car with my cousin Black Tony. And we'll come in to work and Maria send us some pictures of her working out. Quickies. Gary, I want to taste your tea. Quickies. I was trying to call Bonnie and I got Benny. I called Benny and I couldn't reach Bonnie. Quickies. Get connected for free with Education Connection. Quickies. Ricky Smiley looks like a knockoff Sean Stockman. I got love for yo, David Rook. looking at what? Quickies. Quickies. Oh, good morning, Ricky Smiley Morning Show. We love you. Hey. Go Pat Mahomes, Super Bowl. Quickies. Good morning, Phil from Goulds, Florida. Happy birthday, Sean Ryan Murray up there in Atlanta. All day, your B-Day. Quickies. I don't want to grow up. 
I'm an Oreo kid. My mom was white, my dad was black, and look what they did. Quickies! Need a ride. Quickies! Ricky, we love you down in Little Rock, Arkansas. My name is Little Girl. Quickies! <laughs> I dropped my comb and you took it, and maybe that's why your afro's crooked. Why y'all losers, man? All right, y'all. More Ricky Smiley Party Show coming up. Uh, last night, because last night was a big uh, State of the Union address. Uh, so we have the one and only uh, 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 Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, this morning. Uh, so happy to have you this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, it's always a blessing to have a Secretary uh, of, of Transportation on there. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, so I just want to ask you, uh, you know, just get into it because we don't have a lot of time. In your opinion, what are some of the key takeaways from the president's uh, speech last night? Well, what we saw the president uh, discuss last night was, first of all, everything that's been achieved. And it's no small thing. I mean, we, we've been, uh, I think, uh, you know, racing from one event, one news story to the next. So it's important to just step back and think about what it means to have the lowest unemployment we've had in more than 50 years, some of the lowest rates of, uh, of black and Latino unemployment ever, uh, jobs created faster than any president ever, uh, inflation going down, just th- those basic things that are so important that we got to uh, look at how we keep them going going. But he also looked to the future and uh, talked about what we need to do to keep things moving in the right direction economically, to make sure that uh, that more Americans thrive, uh, to finish the job on everything from uh, uh, from the, uh, the health care costs that he's working to bring down, getting the cost of insulin down to 35 bucks for seniors on Medicare, which is a huge deal. Uh, but we want to do it for every American. And uh, of course, the work that I'm so involved with on the transportation side, fixing bridges, uh, fixing roads, improving ports, getting our airports in better shape. Those things that uh, uh, that were such a priority for the president, we've been working on them from day one. And uh, now we're, uh, we're in a position to really take that to the next level. And you could feel the energy last night. I was in the chamber uh, watching the president speak, surrounded by uh, members of Congress from both sides of the aisle. And uh, I, I just found it a really, really energizing night. Yeah, it was an energizing night, and we appreciate all of your efforts and hard work. I I do want to ask you, what were your thoughts on the Republicans heckling Biden throughout the speech last night? You know, it's, it's disappointing to, to have a handful of people who just can't. I, I don't. I don't know. Who, you know what they were taught growing up, uh, but uh, I was taught to be respectful of, uh, of somebody who's speaking, and you know that's what the vast majority of everybody in there from both sides uh, did. Well, the other thing though that I thought was really interesting was that back and forth between the president and a lot of members on the floor over Social Security and Medicare. You know, he strongly disagrees with some of the proposals that, that some congressional Republicans have made about cutting Social Security or cutting Medicare. And uh, they, they seemed uh, pretty fired up about him mentioning that uh, to the point that uh, by the end, everybody was standing for uh, the idea that there should be no cuts to Social Security and Medicare. I, th- I think we're going right. to uh, have an opportunity to hold them to that <laughs> now that they said so. And so uh, I don't think that was a scripted moment, but I think it was an important one and uh, and something that just points up what, what we stand strong for in this administration and what we uh, call on on congressional Republicans to to stand with us on. Well, what's he working on uh, as it pertains to components of the infrastructure bill? Lead pipes, new roads, etc.? Absolutely. You know, he mentioned lead pipes last night. That's so important because, uh, you know, children's futures are on the line. You get exposed to lead 
growing up from the water that you drink that's supposed to uh, be safe. It's supposed to be something you don't have to even think about. Certainly something parents shouldn't have to worry about with everything you got to deal with just to get your kids out the door, whether the, the water coming out of your tap is safe. And that's why the president's infrastructure package has the funding to replace all of those lead service lines. And uh, that works being led by uh, uh, Michael Regan, my friend, the uh, administrator of the EPA. Meanwhile, on the transportation side, we're fixing, uh, we're already up to 2,700 bridges that we're fixing with the funds from the president's infrastructure package. We're doing tens of thousands of miles of road. We all know the roads that, that need work in, in, in every community. Uh, airports and some stuff that's behind the scenes. Most Americans won't see it in terms of what we're doing on the rail system or the ports to get shipping into better shape. But it's going to matter to every American because, of course, if, if those things are working better, if we have better performance on our rail lines, if we have better capacity at our ports, what that means is you have fewer backups, which means that there is less uh, uh, to push up shipping prices, uh, which helps keep prices lower for the things that, that, that we buy at the store every day. So all of this adds up to better quality of life. It's, it's been a focus on the president. You often hear him say, you know, we need to build the economy from the bottom up and the middle out, not from the top down. And that's what these investments are about. Uh, same as uh, uh, his ideas on, on taxes, making sure that, that corporations and the wealthy pay their fair share and, uh, and not expect the rest of us to, to have to pick up the tab for that. You know, common sense stuff, but uh, just because something's common Common sense doesn't mean it carries the day automatically. That's why I think it was it was good for him to be able to get out there and make the case. Right. And we're talking to uh, Secretary, Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg. Um, you addressed it a little bit earlier, but in a nutshell, how would you address this gaslight narrative uh, among some in the media that the Biden administration hadn't accomplished anything? You know, it's one of those things, right, where you see some corners of the Internet or, or uh, uh, corners of the media where it's all negativity. And then and then they ask, you know, I get over there and they say, so why do you, why do you think that, the you know, the president's not getting more credit for these accomplishments? Like, well, <laughs> maybe it's because people haven't heard enough about it. And that's why moments like State of the Union are so important. I know it sounds almost old fashioned in a world where we get so much of our information 30 seconds at a time on TikTok or, or, or Twitter. But uh, just actually being able to lay out the case to talk to the American people for that hour, hour and a half and uh, and, and remind us of everything that's been achieved. I think that's how you cut through that noise machine a little bit. And, and look, the most important thing, of course, would be what people are experiencing on the ground and, and uh, you know, watching wages continue to rise, watching inflation continue to fall, uh, being continue to live in this this moment where uh, uh, unemployment is so low. If, if you want a job, chances are you can find a job and we're creating more jobs that pay better with this infrastructure law. You know, so much of this construction work is uh, a really good paying job. You can get into the six figures, whether you got a college degree or not. Uh, we're working very hard to make sure that uh, those jobs are open to more people. You know, often uh, women, working mothers, black and, and brown workers haven't always been part of the, the building trades, uh, the hard hats where those good jobs are. We're, we're working to change that. And I think, uh, you know, ultimately the, the, the proof is going to be in people's everyday lives. And this morning, we're seeing headlines about China's spy plane and the sensitive information it received in regards to U.S. military. What does this mean? And should Americans be concerned about a war with China? 
Well, uh, I think that uh, there continues to be a competition with China that is strategic. It's mostly economic. Uh, you know, there, there are these uh, events that grab the headlines like this balloon. Although, let, let's be clear, I mean, countries spy on each other, countries uh, with, with their space programs. I mean, both China and the U.S. have satellites. Uh, so uh, I think the, the balloon may have gotten more attention just because it was something that, that people could see. Uh, of course, the president ordered that it be taken down, and, and now there's going to be an opportunity to uh, collect intelligence from the, the, the pieces of that uh, piece of equipment that was shot down over the ocean. But the bigger picture here is we are in a major strategic competition with China, and part of what's going to decide whether we win is whether we have the infrastructure, the investment, the skills, uh, the the um, even the supply chains and the economy to to win out. Take take electric vehicles. You know, the automotive industry is moving toward electric vehicles. There's no question of that. But right now, a lot of the pieces that go into them, the batteries, the components. China has an edge uh, because they've been pushing really hard to win the world market on that. We're changing that. And what that means is more jobs, jobs in places like Tennessee, places like Georgia, places like Indiana, where I grew up, where we're going to make these electric vehicle batteries. We're going to do the refining of the raw materials. We're going to make more of these cars and uh, and get an edge in that that geopolitical competition, as well as just making sure that, that, that it's better close to home. So all these things are connected, the national security piece, the economic agenda, uh, and uh, and the competition with uh, with China and the rest of the world. And as you saw last night, the president's very, very strong on the idea that, that we should make things in America, the things we buy every day, more of them ought to be made in America. And definitely the things we buy when we're building a bridge or fixing an airport, that ought to be made in America. He's, he's uh, put out clear orders and instructions to do just that. And uh, my department's hard at work making it happen. Man, uh, I'm a big fan. Secretary Buttigieg, man. And we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us. Uh, uh, let everybody know how people could follow you. Yeah, so uh, I've got uh, a Twitter account sec- at Secretary Pete. Uh, you'll uh, uh, see us uh, uh, on the airways all the time talking about uh, the good work that's going on. And we're going to be hitting the road. I'll be in the Gulf Coast uh, tomorrow celebrating a bridge we're fixing in Louisiana. Chances are wherever you live, I'll be uh, I'll be coming around sooner or later because there is a good story to tell about good transportation work that we're doing under the president's leadership in literally every state, every part of the United States. It's, it's funny that you came up, uh, we, were, we were just sitting here having a conversation uh, about you, man. We just hope and pray that someday that you will get a good run, become uh, a Democratic nominee someday uh, to run for president of the United States, man, because we've been I've been following you for right. a long time and watching you. And I, I, I love your work, uh, your military background and uh, just how you just just came on just now and just laid everything. I out. love how you go on Fox News and just give it I'm to them. Telling you. If they give it to you, you give it right back hey, to them. I love we, it. We are some of your biggest fans, man. We would love to see you on a good run someday and, uh, uh, and, and you know, and, and jump in that race. Uh, and possibly become one of uh, the Democratic nominee for president of the United States. Man, we absolutely thank you for coming on. And uh, feel free to call us anytime and and come on and talk about whatever you want to discuss. Thank you. Well, thanks. I I know we'll speak it again, and I I appreciate you having me on today. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Transportation Secretary of the United States, Pete Buttigieg. Thank you. (laughs) More of the Smiley Morning Show coming up. All right, y'all, Ricky, by the morning show, the time of night. Y'all got your front page right here. What up, Maria? What up, Ricky? 
Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday morning news. In his State of the Union address, President Biden touched on the booming jobs market and new laws such as the Inflation Reduction Act as signs of the progress and resilience of the United States. He also proposed expanding the $35 price cap on insulin to everyone and cracking down on excessive fees for things like concert tickets and hotels. As for the Chinese spy balloon drama, Biden Biden addressed it directly, saying if China threatens U.S. sovereignty, quote, we will act to protect our country, and we did. Speaking of the Chinese spy balloon, yesterday the U.S. Navy released photos of the now-popped balloon. The Navy pulled the debris from the coast of Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It was about 200 feet tall and weighed more than a ton. China continues to argue that the vessel was just a weather balloon that drifted off course. Hey, Special K, how how does that make Joe Biden look? Uh, That's the most uh, aggressive thing he's done in president. He popped a balloon. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think it was a little bit more than popping a balloon. Yeah. All right, Mr. President. Hey, hey, wait a minute, George, George W. <laughs> Bush. did with a missile. Yeah, George W. Bush did the Afghanistan war, the Iraq war. Obama shot the doggone uh, people that was hijacking that boat. And he killed Bin Laden. And killed Bin Laden. And Joe Biden came along and popped the hell out of that damn balloon. <laughs> with a missile. He popped a balloon with a missile. He could have did that with a pencil. All they had to do was fly somebody up there and poke it <laughs> with a safety pin. Hey, let's go back. Let's go back. So, 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 Bush Forty One did the first Iraq war. Yeah, the he first did the first Bush. Iraq. Right. Okay, then what did Clinton do? Who did he get? Uh, Clinton bombed. Uh, he bombed somebody. Clinton bombed us. Uh, uh, okay, then the other Bush did two wars. Yeah, the other Bush did Iraq and uh, Afghanistan. And then Barack Obama. Then Barack Obama killed Bin Laden. And then, and then Donald Trump. And then Donald Trump uh, attacked. Uh, who did he attack? He attacked somebody. Somebody. And, and then Joe Biden comes along. He popped the balloon. <laughs> but he's older, though. So he, you know, he got a. Maria God. Leadership. All right. Lastly, a man has confessed <laughs> to stealing animals from the Dallas Zoo. 24 year old Davion Irving is being held on a $25,000 bond for stealing monkeys and attempting to steal a leopard. According to arrest warrant affidavits, Irving told police if he gets out of jail, he wants to return to the zoo and take more animals. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He stole a leopard? He stole the monkeys and the leopards. Who? The, one, Out of the, the young man, zoo. yeah, from the Dallas Zoo. The ones they found wait, in the wait, closet. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Something happened with the Dallas Zoo. He did yeah. what for real? He stole monkeys and a leopard. How many? He stole two monkeys. <laughs> Dallas Zoo struggling, boy. Baby, that was easy. That was a long ride in that car. I hope you had a box for him. <laughs> they ain't been to sit in no car seat. Yeah, he had the monkeys in the car seat. seat honey. Hey, he uh, got pulled off with the monkeys in that car seat case. That police said, uh-uh. <laughs> that police said, no. He said, go ahead on. He said, go ahead on. He's trying to get in the uh, HOV lane. Okay. Uh, woo. Ooh, yeah, and he man. stole two monkeys and what? Two monkeys and one leopard. What are you going to do? Where are you going to walk that at, Kay? I don't know. What I don't know. What park he walking at? <laughs> if he going to South Dallas? Over there by South Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that leopard be that made it with a pit bull. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said that leopard going to make it with a pit bull? That leopard going to make it with a pit bull. Maria, I'm sorry. <laughs> I accept Ooh. your apology, and now it's time for Ooh. sports. Rock T, what's going on? It's a change. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter, LeBron James is shot in history. And there it is! LeBron stands 
Officially the king, man. NBA's all-time scoring leader passing the captain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Once appeared to be an unbreakable record, 38,387 points. This record stood for nearly 40 years, and of course, LeBron got a little emotional. No, thank you to the Laker faithful. Um, you guys are one of a kind. Um, to be able to be in the presence of such a legend and great as Kareem, it, it means so much to me. It's very humbling to my beautiful wife, my daughter, my two boys, my friends, my boys, my family, my mother, all my, man, everybody that's ever been a part of this run with me the last 20 years, 20 plus years. I just want to say I thank you so much because I wouldn't be me without y'all. Man, so it is what it nice. is, man. The big question now is, can we now crown him as the GOAT? Like, this whole Rock city. T, that's a real conversation now that he's the leading scorer. That's like, a conversation you know, now. You, you you can't deny the conversation. You can. You got to have it. I got a theory out there, man. I'm, I'm gonna talk about it on my social media at Rock T Holler. You can go. You can you can go follow me, man. I'm gonna go live and I'm gonna break down my thoughts and opinions on this goat situation. But congratulations to LeBron James, man. He earned it, and he's he's 38 and still averaging 30 points a game, bro. Wow. He ain't going downhill anytime soon. So this record's gonna be shattered. That's all I got right Just now. Like Joe Biden shattered that balloon. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot and yeah. hot. Yeah. If you down, baby, with a missile. The PR 18. He knocked that girl down with a missile, baby. Joe Biden saw that balloon float. He said, Get that bitch. He said, What year? He said, Get that bitch. And knocked that damn balloon down with the last missile, baby. The queen thought he was shooting something else up there, but baby, it was a missile. Y'all make me sick. <laughs> Brett, what up? What up, Ricky? Uh, hot spot. Bring it to tat. What up there, Pimpin? Oh, what up, Rock T? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Well, here we go with some more Jay Prince and Quavo and take off and all this news. Jay Prince has accused one of Quavo's friends of providing false information to the cops regarding Takeoff's fatal shooting. Now, during an interview, Prince provided a police report where Willie Bland, who was present at the time of the shooting, said that he felt that Quavo's life was in danger after witnessing one of the men at the dice game reach for a weapon. Bland said that this prompted him to throw a punch at the suspected gunman in an effort to throw off what appeared to be a robbery attempt on Quavo. Now, Prince refuted Bland's account, asking why would Bland knowingly attack a man that he knew was armed and dangerous? He also said that Bland's fears for Quavo's safety were misguided given that Prince's son, uh, Jazz or Jaws, was also present and willing to protect both Quavo and Takeoff. He explained, mm. clearly, uh, this Bland dude gave a police report uh, that has seen these two guys with guns earlier, but these are the same two guys that he decided to punch with his gun out. What do you think is going to happen? Lord knows if any of them tried to rob or touch Quavo, it was going to be some real problems. Prince continued. Uh, he given all kinds of statements on this police report that uh, that we have so... Uh, we could read this and read his name and everything because he put himself in a position where he's cooperating and telling a lot of different lies. So we all may know that uh, as the light shines on these people, the real root of the issue, which is this homie. Uh, now you got this clown. He's going to end up in his hand. 
uh, this clown saying somebody want to rob him that gave him a gun. I don't know, but I'm, oh my God, I just, I'm, <laughs> That's just, a lot. I'm just tired of all of it. It's a lot. I just want everybody to be at peace. We already lost one person. Please, let's not uh, lose another one. All right, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show.